0: I moved into a new neighborhood about nine months ago, fresh out of college. I mostly spend my time writing novels, of which two have been published, and going on walks. It's a good neighborhood to walk in, a lot of old houses and easy to navigate streets so that there's no need to walk the same way twice. I've taken to walking twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening, taking the same path every time. I've had trouble with the walk only once before, with an old man. Once I stopped walking by his house, I really didn't have another problem. Until tonight. The first part of my walk takes me by this church with a huge parking lot beside it. Normally, the place is littered with cars, but very few people. Once or twice before, I've seen two young teenaged boys biking or skateboarding around the area, but I haven't paid them much mind. They don't bother me, and I don't bother them. Tonight, one of them was out biking, and immediately, I knew something wasn't right. From about the minute I'd stepped onto his little territory, the boy had went from just riding his bike willy-nilly to circuiting in long, lazy circles around me. Every time I'd glance up at him to make sure I wasn't about to walk blindly into his path, he'd keep eyeing me. This began to escalate as the circles grew tighter, and he started popping his bike up on the sidewalk directly behind me, before riding in another loop. I wasn't scared of this kid. I outweigh him by a hundred pounds easy, if not more. But I didn't necessarily fancy getting hit by the bike, Even so, I kept my pace even, as the kid kept riding in tighter and tighter circles. Finally, I made it downtown, hearing him yell, Yeah, keep walking! behind me, before the rest of his words faded into an unintelligible garble. I thought I was done. I walked most of the rest of my walk, debating whether I should add a little bit to the walk, just to pass by him again, not do or say anything, but just see if I could get a further reaction out of this kid. Childish, I know. I was about to cross another road and start my return trip when a car stopped at the intersection in front of me. I stopped for a moment, assumed that they were going to let me pass, and I stepped out onto the road. That's when the car suddenly sped up, pulling in front of me and stopping, I stopped again, unsure of what was going on, when the woman in the driver's seat starts calling out to me. Hey, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I said yes, stepping a little bit closer. The woman never breaks eye contact with me as she says, Is this? Insert my city name here. I confirm that yes, it was. And she proceeds to explain. I drove all the way from New Jersey. I need formula for my baby. Can you help me get formula for my baby at Walmart? I blink. New Jersey is a long way from here. A long, long way. I tell her that no, I can't. I don't even know where the local Walmart is. She persists. Please, I just need formula for my baby. At that moment, on cue, there's a single, perfect infant's cry from the back seat. (laughs) Not a wail, not a series of escalating cries or something born out of hunger, just a single, perfect sob. The woman doesn't even look back at her baby, just tells me, I know where the Walmart is, I just need you to help me get the formula. I knew right then that whoever was in the back seat was not a baby, and that not only did I not need to go with the woman I had no plans to in the first place, but I needed to get out of there. I started throwing every excuse I had at her, counterpointing her every inquiry. I need your help to get formula. I'm sorry, I can't drive. Please, just go with me to get the formula. I don't have my license. I just need your help. I can't. I'm meeting a friend of mine soon. Finally, the woman and whoever was with her in the back seat takes off, driving down the street too fast for me to get a plate number. I go down one street and make my way to my apartment, going inside and locking every door. When I was 17, I wanted to au pair, and the only place close to me that I could go to was England. So I found this family, a mother with two kids, boy and a girl. I messaged them and talked with the mother, and she seemed very interested and very nice. When I got to the airport, I was very confused that there wasn't anyone there to pick me up. I messaged the mother to ask her where they were, and if it would be long for them to get to me. She told me that she was on her way, just stuck in traffic. I thought, okay, that's fair. She told me to go to the exit and wait. Then, not long after, she told me that she was there and that she was in a blue car. I was looking around, very confused, since I couldn't really see any blue car there. But when I finally found it, some other woman than the one I had been talking to walked out of the car and towards me. The instant I made eye contact with the other woman, I got a long text from the woman I was supposed to work for, where it basically said that her husband had come home from the country he worked in and that they had fought because he didn't want an au pair in the house. And for some reason, she didn't want to tell me, so she just gave me to her friend who needed an au pair. I was very confused and, by that time, a bit scared. It all seemed very weird, as if someone was watching me and had been waiting for the right moment to send the text. The woman seemed very friendly, but was hurrying with taking my things and putting it in her car while talking to me. I'm a bit nervous and non-confrontational by nature, so I didn't really know what to say or do, other than just follow with what she was doing. When it was all loaded, she told me that we should get going, and I told her that I wasn't really comfortable with it all. She said that she understood, but that she really needed the help, and also only had two children at home. We had to move fast because of the place she parked, so we got into the car and started driving out of the airport pickup spot. The second we started moving, I told her that I was very uncomfortable with this, and that I wanted to get out and stay at the airport. She seemed a bit upset by this, and told me that sure, she could drop me off, but she had to get out of where we were because she could get a ticket for letting me out there or something. We drove for a few minutes, still on airport grounds, and we stopped a bit away so I could get out and call my parents. I talked to them, sobbing the entire time, and I noticed that while I was talking to them, the woman was inside her car talking to a woman, the one I had been talking to, I presume. I didn't understand the language, so I can't say what they were talking about. When I was done talking to my parents, I got into the car again, and I told her that I really wanted her to let me out. She kept asking me if I was sure I didn't want to just go into town with her if I didn't want her to drop me off by the shopping center. I, of course, told her no, that I really wanted her to just let me out by the airport. She did, thankfully, and I went inside and called my parents again. After this happened, I got some weird voice memos from her and two other people. I couldn't understand them, but it was very weird. My parents also tried contacting her, and she blocked them both. Although this happened in December 2019, I still think about it on a daily basis because it was unlike anything I had ever experienced before. I hope it offers some sort of enlightenment on what to do and not do if you find yourself in a similar situation. Back in early December, I had ventured out to do a bit of late-night shopping. I'm a 31-year-old stay-at-home mother of two young children, so once my husband gets home from work, I like to take some time to myself to go shopping, take a drive, or run errands, kid-free. It was around 8.30 p.m. when I arrived at the Target I frequent. I'm by no means a paranoid or anxious individual, but I have attended several seminars on human trafficking, and have done plenty of research on my own learning to identify red flags and what precautions to take when out in public, especially alone at night. I carry several self-defense weapons on my person at all times, just in case. I parked directly in front of the store next to a cart caddy and took a mental note of the vehicles parked nearby again, just as a precaution. I was taught at an early age to always be observant of your surroundings, and being a control freak just naturally makes you that way. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary that night, and the parking lot was actually quite empty, most likely because it was a weekday. As I entered the store, I began browsing like usual, following the natural flow of the store departments, following the main aisle around. I had been browsing for only about 10 to 15 minutes when I noticed a young gentleman, maybe in his mid-twenties. He was tall, skinny, dressed in a dirty gray two-piece sweatsuit and brown work boots. He looked over at me, so I smiled and said hello, but his facial expression was blank. He looked like he might have been high on something by the look in his eyes, but he didn't seem to care for my gesture, so he quickly just moved on. At first glance, there wasn't anything in particular that alarmed me about him, except that I took notice at the fact that he was just wandering down the main aisle with no cart or basket, hands in his pockets, and didn't seem to be with anyone. I continued shopping without any second thoughts, and made my way to the next apartment. Several minutes had passed, and that's when I noticed a second young gentleman, wearing the same gray sweatsuit, and similar pair of work boots. Again, no cart, no basket. He, too, glanced at me, then quickly darted his eyes away when he realized I was directly looking at him. I became a bit more alerted, but still remained composed and continued on browsing. Another fifteen minutes or so passed, and that's when a third older man caught my attention, and you guessed it. Same gray sweatsuit and work boots with no cart, no basket, just his hands in his pockets. I assumed that they were in some sort of work uniform, maybe construction workers. But why weren't they walking around altogether? And why didn't they have any items to purchase? At this point, it was difficult to focus on browsing. I had a bad feeling about these three men, and it became clear that something was a bit off. Over the next twenty minutes or so, I felt as if I was being monitored by the three men, like they were all communicating my whereabouts as I continued to make my way through the store. Each department I entered, it didn't take long for me to notice one of the three men pass by whatever side aisle I happened to be in, making their presence known to me. I stayed completely vigilant while trying not to panic or allow my suspicion to overwhelm me. Something about their presence just felt very heavy and dark, so I decided to test their intentions. I wanted to prove I wasn't overthinking the situation, and my bad gut feeling was valid. I began picking random aisles and traveling back and forth between departments in a very unorganized and random fashion to see if the men would continue to pass by me as frequently as they had been. With every aisle that I popped into, it only took a few minutes for one of them to make an appearance, staring me down as they passed by. It felt as if I was being surrounded like a wild animal, hunted, even. And everything instinctual was screaming at me to get out of there. I gripped my cart so tightly and figured if they got too close, I could use it to push them away, or at least create distance between us. By this point, I had been shopping for about an hour altogether, maybe a bit over, and was ready to purchase my items. But honestly, I felt too uncomfortable to even continue browsing, even if I wanted to. The men had been following me all that time, and I was becoming more annoyed if anything The store was pretty empty around this time, one of the main reasons I like shopping at night. But that made this particular situation even more unsettling. Two preteen girls were wandering around by themselves, which quickly caught my attention because the men had bypassed them, making similar advances. The girls were seemingly oblivious, so I quietly got their attention and asked them to go find their parents and stay with them. I was trying not to freak them out, but the mother in me was in full protection mode. I couldn't imagine having my young children with me on this night. Thank God they were home, safe and sound. As I made my way to the checkout, I noticed one of the men coming up from behind me, walking at a quicker pace this time, so I immediately stopped and turned and locked eyes with him as he approached. I will never forget the darkness in his eyes. An eerie smirk formed on his face as he nudged my shoulder, continuing to stare me down, walking backwards to hold his sinister gaze as he exited out of the store. I had lost sight of the other two men, and I hated the uncertainty of it all. He made his message clear in that very moment. My stomach dropped and my entire body began to shake. It was a feeling I hadn't felt since I was a kid getting lost in the supermarket a feeling of desperation. I quickly walked to the checkout, discreetly asking the cashier if I could speak to a manager, and told them everything that had transpired over the last hour, politely asking for a male employee to walk me to my car, and asking them to alert their security team member. When I told the manager what happened, her face sunk as if she had already known about these men and once I described them, she confirmed she knew who I was talking about. She expressed that several of the female employees had found the men unsettling in the past and reassured me that someone would escort me to my car. She made a report about the incident and said she would alert the authorities. I was still shaking but felt relieved that she believed me and showed concern for the other young female patrons in the store. She took my information, then a young male employee walked me out to my car. What I saw as I exited the store made me so sick to my stomach, solidifying all of my suspicions. A white windowless van was parked in the lot, directly behind my car. One of the men seated in the driver's seat and the other two leaning against the side of the van facing my car. "'attempting to hide out of view. "'I mean, how cliché and obvious can you be? "'Your license plate might as well read "'Lady Snatchers at this point.'" Whatever their intent, it didn't seem pure. I pointed them out to the male employee and said, "'There they are!' which then prompted the men to scurry into the van and speed out of the parking lot without hesitation. I truly don't know what would have happened if I walked out to my car alone." and I'm so freaking grateful that I made it home safe and sound and lived to tell my story. Over the following week, I had heard there were several abduction attempts in the shopping center parallel to that target, and I'm almost certain it was the same individual's.